0: Hi, and welcome to the That Research Life podcast. I kind of feel like I should, I don't know, I'm probably going to keep saying that. Anyway, that was an in thought, inward thought that I expressed outward. Anyway, I am Shanger, your host, and if you hear some extra noises, it is because I am outside and it's a very pretty. Shady day, and I'm really enjoying being under this shade in this hot weather. So, I decided to record my podcast out here during my lunch break. So, I have, um, I want to, well, I don't know why I said I have. So, First, what I would like to do is thank everyone for listening to my podcast. As of today, check like listening to it, checking it out, listening to 10 minutes of it, listening to 5 minutes of it, listening to the whole episode, all of them, one of them. I recently checked um, the number of plays that I got and they average up to 43 and that was as of like 20 minutes ago and established audience I have six people so that means six different people from different countries different states different backgrounds have decided to listen to my podcast and I would have never ever imagined that when I started this podcast it was literally just for fun. it still is just for fun, and i it I just wanted to have a place where I could talk about things and not have to um, it, it was still going to be premeditated, just like the blog, but less premeditated because with talking it's much easier um for me than than writing, and I just wanted somewhere where I could talk about the things that interest me from K-pop to music to you know things I'm learning as an adult I just wanted a place where I could talk about those things and not not have to worry about you know procrastinating on my schoolwork. and I am very proud of my decision to create it I got the idea from my friend who is also going to be starting her podcast, which I'm very excited about. But I got the idea from her and I learned through her and I learned through, you know, following other people that have podcasts and watching other people create YouTubes that I can be creative too and I can create a platform where it's fun for me I want to listen to it and then you know I want to talk about what I, whatever I want to talk about on it and I never thought that other people would be interested too like I'm, I'm still baffled about that like I'm literally just being myself on this podcast and it has 43 listeners like every single podcast episode I've done so far I don't remember how many I've done Um, they've all been out of something that I've been interested in and I've, I've thought about it and I've premeditated about it and they all are something that I'm genuinely interested in. And my aunt told me, I will never forget this, this quote, what she told me. She said, a lot of people think the best thing is, and I'm summarizing it because And paraphrasing because I can't really remember exactly what she said. But she said something along the lines of... It's better... The people that can... um, The people that can... Speak their minds and speak the truth... Are better than the people that say what's popular. And say what gets the most votes. The most likes. Or the most... Um, Numbers And I really believe that I, I, I think it's better to have A corner, even if it's a small corner Even if it's a big corner Where you are free to Write about, talk about Whatever it is that interests you And genuinely interests you And you're not swayed by People saying Oh, you don't talk about this You don't talk about that you and and they're not trying to put you in a box. And I know that my platforms are small. Um but I still do want to make sure that it's always something I'm enjoying. Like it's like I said it's a hobby. It's something that I have a lot of fun thinking about and putting work into despite being tired sometimes. I enjoy doing this. It's it's really fun and I like even though I don't necessarily like hearing my voice, I like talking about the stuff that I talk about and um I just want to say thank you for even just pressing play and then leaving off for two leaving off two minutes in like I'm thankful for that, thank you for you know giving me a chance and listening to me and Ignoring the horrible audio because I'm a beginner. I don't have the mic and all that stuff yet. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I'm not sure. But I appreciate everything. You know, I I noticed that I'm getting followers on the um, Twitter account as well, which is that Research Life, and people are checking me out, and I want to say thank you so much because I want this to be a place where I can talk about the things that interest me and really impacted me and I think it's that so it's it's becoming that and whenever it's not I'm going to always communicate that whenever it's getting overwhelming I'm going to always communicate that because as my life changes I'm eventually going to be doing different things and I won't always be in school and I won't always be, you know, working, um, where I'm working. So there's going to be time when I'm going to be doing different things, but I always want to make sure I have an outlet where I can talk about things I think about and, um, be be and, and and have a place where I could express my appreciation for music and appreciation for books I've read and art because that those are things that's very creative like sorry, that's those are things that's very important to me. Creativity is very important to me. Healthy creativity. And I just wanna say thank you again. I really do. I also wanna say thank you for um listening to my last podcast episode which I'm hopefully proud of so proud of I was not expecting to ever have a guest person on my podcast so soon I know I mentioned that my friend will be on um but she'll be on when she's on um but i was never expected to have such a, a deep conversation like the one we had last week. It, I i just like i'm i'm still floored thinking about it. And um, at the time of at the time of this podcast recording um i just I, I, I'm I, I'm thinking about Jung Hyun a lot and I really love how Mackenzie just you know how she was so passionate about keeping his legacy alive and that's very inspiring and um, I saw that episode got 10 plays already and I thank you guys for checking it out and um, I also want to thank um Mackenzie for Wanting to come on the podcast And vent and rant Because people think Venting and ranting is not necessary Venting and ranting is necessary And I I really really appreciated Your venting and your ranting Because it taught me a lot I my, my ears were open, I was looking respectfully, I was listening respectfully, and I really enjoyed learning about, you know, what shawls, I think it's showers I said it right, what shawls are, you know, what they go through, and how it's not hard having a member that's not, how it's not hard having a member that's not physically present and the rest of the k-pop fans who only stand bts let me let me because there's some of them that only stand bts and think they know everything about k-pop which you don't um who only stand bts and they think that um you know that's something that's funny to be used against in a fan war and that's never okay and i i Appreciate you very much, Mackenzie. And I I thank you so much. And I want you to know you're always welcome on the podcast. I also want to talk about um, African American Vernacular English, aka AAVE, aka Ebonics. So, um, what inspired me to want to talk about this is I, um, a tweet from uh, 106 and Seoul. oh my goodness so i absolutely i enjoy their podcast so much i'm just gonna say that i enjoy their podcast so much and when i found out that they were the ones that they they actually checked out my podcast the episode i did the previous episode i was so stoked still am but um what happened is they were replying to someone who used aave wrong, and um, I'll explain what that means in a minute. But they were like, um, they were like, yeah, this this tweet is gonna make me gonna finna fire my time, and I was like, no, and like junk cook and maybe they could junk cook and the horrible way he used finna. Finna means going to or I'm about to. I don't use finna. I use about to. Like, I'm about to go here. I'm about to go there. I'm about to do this real quick. I don't usually use finna. And um, I'm starting to notice on Twitter that a lot of people that are not black are purposely using and speaking in african-american vernacular english aka ebonics they're purposely using it for cool points i guess and and i i guess because black culture is starting to be popular in a lot of different aspects and i guess people really like the way black people talk as well um not really knowing that you know it was kind of rooted in them like them not being able to know how to read properly like like white people were and and um like I'm not gonna say that well, yeah, I grew up learning that Ebonics was... You're not supposed to talk in Ebonics. Ebonics means you are you can't read. It means that you're stupid. It means that you're dumb. And I guess what's going on now is people are turning it around. And they're, you know... It, it's cool now to speak in Ebonics. I... 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 Um... To be honest... It's how black people talk to me. It's how black people talk. Um, I don't care. I I used to do the thing where I would speak a different way in front of white people and different um, racist people that were racist besides black. I used to do that, but now I'm like, I'm going to talk the way I want to talk. Like, when I'm at home, you know... And and when I'm excited, like, words come, don't come out pronounced the right way. Like, I think that has to do with a lot of people in the black community. Like, we're just very loud. We're just very open with our words. We're very um, animated. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I guess a lot of other cultures like that. And a lot of other races like that. And they want to borrow that. And I just don't understand pretty much why they would want to. Well, I kind of do because it looks like AAVE is cool, you know, but they don't know the context behind why AAVE was invented and, and why it still goes on. I think simply because black people, like, I know what someone means when they say finna or bauta or, um, um, oh, he mad mad or they snapped or clapped or something like that. I know what that means. And if I don't, I Google it, but I've never thought so, like, I don't understand why people are purposely using it that, and and they don't know what it means. Like... I'm I'm not trying to be like a gatekeeper or anything, but I just don't understand like what's the big deal about wanting to use AAVE when you don't know what it means or you know like I I just don't get it. I I don't understand. And I think whoever wrote my time for John Cook cuz apparently Mr. John Cook wrote the chorus. Um whoever sleep sleep is whoever that is the producer apparently he should have let him know that he should just said um finna in the beginning like he could have just said finna instead of saying um all of them extra words because it it, it kind of threw the... Like, he said finna, like, three times. And I'm like... I I understand you really want to find your time. But you could have just said... I'm finna find my time, you know? Or something like that, you know? <laughs> i just... I'm just cracking jokes on him. He, he did a great job singing that song. Like, he did what he did. He did what he had to do. He was singing, like, he had to, you know pay the bills and they had to be you know in that night and if it wasn't he was gonna get evicted you know but he did what he had to do but I just feel like he could have been saved from that one if that makes sense he could have been saved from that one all right so I'm gonna leave Mr. Cookie alone because he he did his best I I guess he did his best so I am finished with school for this semester this semester was so hard this semester was a total disaster in the beginning because I was working two jobs I was exhausted and I had buku late assignments that kept piling up on me and if anyone has ever been in the summer semester you know it's it's quick it's hard it's um just all around crazy and you just it's terrible like you already know it's terrible so I thank God that I finished with this semester because that means that I have more time to focus on Things that I really want to do, which is writing and um, making podcast episodes, and I am just very excited about that. So, I'm ready for like this. I think it's six weeks. I'm ready for this six week break that I'm gonna get where I get to not go to sleep. Well, I don't go to sleep anyway, but I'm very excited about that. I also have looked at three movies um, during the past week. So I watched two movies on uh, last Saturday. And then I watched one movie on Sunday. And I want to talk about them. So the three movies were... The first movie was Karina Karina and... I used to watch this movie a lot as a kid. Like, this movie was, you know, a classic to me. But it became a classic to me because we didn't have cable and my mom just, we just kept playing that movie over and over and over. But, I like the movie still as a kid and the movie is pretty much, it stars Whoopi Goldberg and it stars some guy, I don't know his name, I just know Whoopi Goldberg's in it and he has a daughter and he, okay, so he's white, right? He has a daughter and his daughter and his, um, and him, their, they're her mom, the daughter's mom and his wife die, from, we don't know and um he's looking for a babysitter so he can go back to work right and so all the babysitters he goes th- he goes through you know one of them is crazy she's a drunkard, and she wants to drink and stuff and she wants to sleep with him so he, what he does is he hide, he finds Karina and Karina is will gober she's stylish she's she's black she's you know she doesn't have kids she really doesn't really care for kids she doesn't have any experience with kids but he still hires her because Molly his daughter has a interaction with her in the beginning when she's walking in and when she walks out and he's never really seen her talk like Molly has stopped talking since her mom died and so he hires her and then while Karina's there he helps the child um, the, like she, he helps. She helps her learn how to communicate, and you know, she she helps her bond with her dad, and um, the dad ends up liking her, and then also the dad ends up um trusting Karina more, and they talk about music, and she helps him with her um with his with his um jingle at work because he works for Mr. Potato Head or something like that and then um throughout the movie you see um I think his name is Maddie so Maddie Manny so Manny um he gets pressure from his family you know, asking him, you know, do you love her? You know, okay, a fish and a bird can be together, but where do they make their nest? And just kind of weird questions, you know. And, well, I don't think they were weird, but they were kind of like, you know, she's black. like, And this was in a racially tense um, period. So, you know, racism was very a lot bigger than it is now back in it was probably like the 60s or 70s and so um what what manny does is manny doesn't care manny's like i think she's pretty i love her she takes care of my daughter good i don't care what y'all gotta say he essentially said that to his mom you know and the dad his dad didn't care his dad was like you know she's pretty I don't care and um Karina you know she has no children she is her sister trying to set her up with this fine man named Anthony he looks good he's handsome but she's not feeling him and so she um tries to avoid him any chance she gets and so um her sister's like you know you need to get with you know those white folks just gonna use you until they can't use you no more she's jealous that's where all that's coming from because she's jealous because you know her sister is single her sister has a career in writing her sister um has a better head on her shoulders than her and she feels jealous so instead of appreciating her life that she has for her children and her husband so um what happens is. Um, Molly. It's time for her to go to school. And there's a racist. Um, well no. It wasn't racist. She she drew her mom. She drew Karina. In the place where her mom should be. And one of the little white boys. Was like look guys. She used to all the black crayon. Trying to draw her, her help. Instead of um instead of her mom what a stupid head and then you know she gets embarrassed and she hides in the closet and she doesn't go back to school at all and Karina lies to her dad and Molly lies to her dad and um Molly's not going back to school. Molly's not going to school. It's been like three, four weeks, or I'm guessing. And so what happens is Manny finds out, and he's mad. He goes to Karina's house with her sister and her family in there, her, her nieces and nephews that she was babysitting, and he's like, he's like, um, and Karina's trying to tell him like Molly wasn't ready to go to school. He was trying. She was trying to tell him, and he's like, "You're not her mother. You have no right to." do that Karina and he's mad and he leaves and then um, in the middle of all of this like they're falling in love like Karina is in love she's falling in love with Manny and then Manny's falling in love with her and they're they don't even see each other's they see each other's color, but it's not like something that's gonna stop them. Like I, I see you're black, but you know I love your black self. And it's like I see you're white, and I love your white self. So I'm not about to like use that as a as a excuse not to get with you, you know, not to kiss you. So, um, his dad ends up passing away, and after the funeral, he goes straight to Karina. He apologizes, and then in the middle of the movie like we all like karina believes in god and she teaches the daughter about god and then manny was a little upset and he went to karina and he said you know what we're atheists we don't want you talking about god to our daughter and then um before that manny told um um the mailman because he was delivering a couch to the house that his wife was in the bathtub because he didn't want to lie to He didn't want to tell him the truth, that she was dead, she was deceased. And so, um, Molly runs to the restroom and opens up the door thinking that her mom's in the bathroom because she believed believed him. And so, Karina says, okay, well, okay, I'll just keep telling your daughter that her mom is in the bathtub and her mom is not in heaven. And I was like, boom, 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 boom. He didn't have anything to say to that. So after Karina, fast forward to the ending, after Karina slams the door in Manny's face because she's still kind of mad at him for, you know, going off on her in her house, you know, he's outside crying and rightfully so because he probably just missed out on one of the best things that's ever happened to him in his life. And so, he ends up talking to God. And he must have been going through some really deep stuff. Because he he ended up talking to God. So, he said, you know, God, I need you to help me. And then, Karina hears him. And um, she says, I want you to know that I quit. Okay? I quit. And um, he said, I want you to know that I hired someone else. We never know who he hired, though. And then she says um good because you're going to need some some help cuz you're stubborn and it was just so cute and then he gives her a hug and then he's kissing her in the middle of this black neighborhood so he obviously did not care. He was like I don't care. This is what this is mine. Give me me and I was like yes. And it just uh, like the whole movie from seeing it as a kid to seeing it as an adult, it just Oh, unlocked so much like it was so beautiful because I am a sucker for romance I'm gonna admit it I love romance tropes I don't like sex tropes but I do like romance tropes and I love it when there's like two people that are not supposed to be together and society is like putting them in this box and saying you need to stay in your box you need to stay in your box and they get together anyway and they just prevail I love that and so the trope in that one was that love sees no color like love sees color but i'm gonna accept you despite your color like i know you're black but i love your black self and i know you're white and i love your white self and that's something that i think is a powerful message right now like I think there's a lot going on with in the black community where we need to be healed. We need to be heard. We—it's it, a lot going on in our black community. And I'm not gonna waste my time and talk about, try to talk about everything that's going on. But I do know that there's a lot that needs to be healed in the black community because if it's not, we're just gonna keep saying, mm-hmm. uh, you know. We're gonna keep saying a bunch of stuff that's gonna, you know, hurt us more. Like, I just, I just, I just really appreciated that movie, and it was so refreshing to see, especially now, in a time like this, where there's so much animosity between, particularly white people and black people. I just really appreciated seeing that, and it was such a good movie to watch. And also um I kind of I kind of thought the actor for Manny was kind of cute. Oops. Anyway, next movie was Sonic. No, it yeah, I already said it, so I'm just going to continue on with it. So Sonic I'm going a, I'm to a say this. It wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. But it was still terrible. Sonic was... It was... Cliché. It was cringy. It was... Mediocre. It, I, I did enjoy the... Um... I didn't I enjoyed the the beginning of the movie when they did the Sega thing and they had all the games. And I also enjoyed the ending, which was when Jim Carrey shaved off his head and actually looked like Eggman instead of some hipster pastor in Hillsong about to sing to me about how you know God loves me. That's what he looked like with that that um undercut. Instead of him. He actually looked like Eggman in the ending. And then also when Tails showed up. I was like okay. So there's going to be a second one. And I was going to watch. I I do want to watch the second one. Just because I saw Tails. So that's the only reason why I want to see the second one. So the movie was pretty much about Sonic. He's a hedgehog. That was okay. So none of it was based on real life events in the games apparently because they made up a whole owl. They made up this whole thing about the rings being magical. Uh, Well, I guess they are because in the games they can teleport you places. But they kind of made up this whole thing of like they took Knuckles people and made them hunter. Well, they are hunters. But they took Knuckles people and made them into savages like they didn't know who Sonic was and they wasn't friends with Sonic. But okay, that's another conversation so what i did not enjoy about the movie was um they took green hills and put it in montana green hills if you're a sonic person you know green hills is the first level when you play any sonic game like if you play the you know with that music And you know, they got the loop de loops and stuff, and I just felt like I just felt some kind of way like I understand that he's a intro I can't pronounce the word, but you know, when they add human characteristics to an animal, I understand he's that, but I just feel like you could have at least, you know, took. A tro- Like a storyline from Sonic the Hedgehog Or Sonic Adventure 2 Battle You know CGI'd it up a little more And just something with that Besides taking him And making him into this Really weird looking Furry Like he looked really weird He He looked really really weird And then some somewhere he had electrical powers and he made the lights go out and stuff and now that forced someone to come see him because they had to turn lights back on and um the movie was just a mess to me it was not a waste of my time but it was it was a worthwhile mess to see that's what i think the main premise, the whole thing of the movie was it was very cringy because I think his name was Chris. He was the 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 main guy who befriended Sonic, and like Sonic was very um, he wanted friends and he wanted to be you know he wanted to be um, not lonely anymore, and he wanted to have friends and he meets i think his name is it's probably not even chris i don't even remember i'm probably thinking about sonic x but he meets the officer and his wife and um now he's not he's not alone anymore and then what got me what really tickled me was when sonic like knew all these things about, like, like he knew what a bucket list was. He knew what this was and that was. But he didn't know what, um... Oh, no, he didn't know what a bucket list was. He knew some things about human stuff, but then he didn't. And I was like, how does he know what Amazon is? But he doesn't know what a bucket list is. And that really, like, made me a little, little, eh, you know? So, that, that, and then the dry humor. I think the only natural funny person was Jim Carrey. Because Jim Carrey and anything is always funny. Always. That sidekick dude he had was lame. He should have never existed. They should have just kept his part in the drafts. Whoever that guy was. He looked like he was Indian or something. They could have just kept him in the drafts and just had him not exist. Because his part was totally stupid. Like, we didn't need him. Like, we already know Eggman is dumb. We already know that you know anyone that hangs with him is dumb like okay we get it and so um pretty much the movie was uh horrible and but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like a horrible waste of your time and money horrible like my aunt and my sister liked it but as a sonic fan i didn't see any reference to anything real except for tails being in it and i like the puma shoes that the little girl gave him they were very cute because they looked just like the shoes he actually wore and i like the graphics after the movie when they did the pixelated stuff i really like that the voice actor for sonic i don't know what happened to the one from the older games and the one from sonic boom why couldn't they have him i thought they were gonna have him they got a whole new dude who sounds kind of like the older guy but not quite so i mean he did a good job but i probably would never watch that movie again and i'm glad i i took a chance and i watched it but and i knew i i tweeted about it and i was like you know what i'm probably gonna write about this movie and the movie was not worth me writing about it was just it it was eh, it was it was okay it, it was okay but like two points away from it was like a it's more leaning towards okay than it is towards horrible. It's like in the middle of both of those. But yeah. I I wish I never see that movie again. And I see why people were clowning it. Because I saw Corey X. Kinchin clown it. And I see why he was clowning it. Because it was, it, it was a pretty big disappointment. But I will be looking forward to seeing that part two. Hopefully it's better than, than, than part one. Because it looks like there's going to be a part two. Okay, so the third movie I saw was Curly Sue, and it starred um, Jim Belushi, and that's all I know. (laughs) That's all I know. It has Jim Belushi, it has... um, a little girl and some white blonde lady and pretty much this movie is exactly like Karina Karina except everybody's white and the daughter and the dad are poor and they're homeless and the lady is rich and they pretty much finesse themselves into her house And they, you know, get together. Like, they all become a family at the end. Like, I'm pretty sure they both... The the Jim Belushi and the white lady got married. And... Because they end up sending the little girl to school. So, this movie is basically a comedy. It's pretty funny. Also, what happens is... um, Pretty much... um, What happens is... You know, they. I I have a question. Like, I want to know why this happens. That's what I'm trying to say. Why is it that in movies, why is it that you see, like, you know, you know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. But this lady let this homeless man and his daughter in her house, let them sleep in her house. Like come on of course they're gonna get married of course she's gonna leave her fiance of course they're gonna get married not of course they're gonna get together like of course they're gonna like each other like obvious romance right there and um I don't know if you've ever seen Peggy Sue but it was a cute movie you know it was it was nice for the summer it was you know it wasn't bad I thought it was very I thought it was cute it wasn't like life-changing or anything because the 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 parts where they were trying to be funny like when she hit them with the doors and stuff and when like that was very uh what is it a three stooges type you know right there and i guess because her name was curly sue they were trying to pay homage to the three stooges but it was very uh cringy but still overall a good movie Well, still an okay movie. And you could tell that it was one of those movies that plays on CW. Or like Fox on Saturdays and Sundays. When no programming was scheduled. And they censored out all the words. And they did the commercial breaks. Like like such and such movies. Starring Kebra Cox. Will continue after these commercial breaks. Like you know when they would do that? Like I feel like it was one of those movies that played on CW probably so cuz that's how my aunt used to watch her movies back in the day but yeah that one I only know Jim Belushi because he was on that show I think the Jim Belushi show that I used to watch because I used to didn't have cable I don't like cable really I really I don't have cable now I just have Roku so yeah I also am I I it I tried to record this segment and i also ended up th- this this one right here is a pretty hard subject to talk about and it's going to be a, a really tricky segment if we can hear i'm not outside uh i did the segment where i recorded it in the span over days which is cool so this segment is going to be about being an adult and learning how to be an adult and some things I'm learning so I want to say first and foremost that I have learned that being an adult is not easy at first well I keep hearing from older adults that it's always hard in the beginning and I am very hopeful because of that because that means that it's not always going to be hard it's not always going to be well of course it's going to be hard but it's not going to be as hard as it is in the beginning um my aunt told me you know when you're becoming an adult, you know taking responsibility, it's it's always hard in the beginning, because she said, you know, you have to take your what you want to do and you have to whip it into what you need to do, and when you're, you know, listening to what God is telling you, and it it's not easy, and That's one thing that I uh that's been like spinning me in spirals which is the whole thing of the performative Christianity that I've been putting on, the show I've been putting on for the past five years and how that all played into effect in me realizing, forced to realize that well, it wasn't f- like force force, but it was like a a a a a rude push. It was like a rude push, like you know, like a shove. You know, like like you know when someone shoves you and you're like, oh my goodness, really? But then you realize that you were in their way. It was like that. So it's a rude. It's a shove. And with the shove, I noticed... And the shove was all the things that happened this year. The pandemic. um, Stress. um, Not knowing where money's coming from. All of... Everything that happened this year was like the push. And then also me realizing... I have wasted not wasted but I am doing some things that I am not truthful about like I don't want you to think I'm this woke person that just sits and thinks about how woke she is no I um I need I need help like i said i um i am learning how to become an adult and that means that you have to make your own decisions you have to learn how to make your own decisions and making decisions is hard it really is like making decisions is not easy and I can understand why there are so many people who don't want to move out of their mom's houses and still live with their moms. And they're like grown, grown adults. It's not easy. I understand. And um, right now, as a beginning adult, I want to, I'm learning. And it's very painful and it hurts a lot. Okay, I'm going to be honest. The full responsibility of yourself and the the thing is and I'm gonna say how this fits into performative Christianity because the thing with being an adult is you're responsible for yourself all areas of yourself mentally physically emotionally spiritually you're responsible for yourself in all areas all areas and that's scary because I um, especially if you weren't taught it I wasn't taught it growing up thank the Lord like thank God honestly that he he has placed me with people that are willing to teach me how to become an adult because if being an adult is hard how could you teach someone else how to become an adult? And then, like, for the first five years, I thought I already knew how to be become... I, I thought I already knew how to be an adult. So I was pretty much, like, crapping on everything they were teaching me. And they were like, can you just listen? Can you just listen? You don't know this stuff. Can you just listen? Can you just listen? And now that my ears are open because of the shove that happened... I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know this stuff. It's hard being an adult. It's hard growing up. And that's when the self-pity comes in. And that's when the the sadness comes in. And, de- and the depression comes in. And that's when I um, noticed that I was pretty much just putting on a show when it came to me being a Christian. And what I was doing was, I was pretty much just using God for, you know, clout in a way. Like, I didn't at all, like, like I was, I was using him saying all these things that i heard other people saying about him but i never experienced it myself and i actually talked to him today and i was like i don't want to tell some someone else something about you that i haven't experienced and it's a process like just like being an adult is a process having a relationship with god is a process and I think I have overcomplicated it and I saw him as this big figure in the sky that hates when you do things wrong and every time you do something wrong he's going to talk about how stupid you are. He hasn't done that at all to be honest. There's been moments where I, le- I legit wanted to kill myself and he would come and he would send someone to talk to me and it would tell me things that I never told I remember one time he sent someone to talk to me and I never even voiced these thoughts and this woman is talking about things I never even talked about and I was like oh my goodness wow he really really loves me that much to talk to me about stuff I was thinking in my head that I never even spoke about and and I um and and also he 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 doesn't like lies he doesn't like when you're being dishonest he's the one who told me about the performative stuff he was like um you need like one time um I was trying to not tell him that I didn't like something that he did. No, I was trying to tell him. I I didn't want to tell him that I I was pretending to be okay when I was highly depressed. And he said, and he told me through... um, Someone that I, re- I really trust who also listened to him. And he told her to tell me this. He told her to say, you need to talk to him. You need to talk to me about that. And that's what he really wants. He doesn't want all the fake christian stuff. All the hallelujah and the... the um. Now, I don't know everything. So I don't... I'm still learning if the hallelujah stuff is... Important. It, it is in the Bible, so maybe that is important. However, to be honest, he cares more about relationship with me than all this other stuff. Like, he doesn't care if I break something for the rest of my life every day. He doesn't care that I have ADHD. He doesn't care that I forget to do things sometimes. He doesn't even care, you know, that I grew up in an abusive household. Well, he does care, but he he's not going to let that stop him from talking to me. And um, it wasn't fair that I pretty much used him despite how nice he was to me and he is to me for the things he was giving me and not and, and not choosing to see who he actually is and like continuing continuing to get to know him and that that part like makes me kind of sad because I I was doing it on purpose and he and he knew it and he he let me and when he confronted me about it it was in a way where it was very forgiving like he wasn't mad at me he he wasn't at all you know trying to hold it against me and and a lot of and myself and I know a lot of people think of God like that where he's very mean and he's gonna hold it against you and keep bringing it up and I know in the Bible there's he's there's a lot of areas where He's keep behaves very cruelly and i am i don't know everything about him okay i don't speak for all christians okay i don't even speak i i i'm not a spokesperson for every christian i'm just talking about what i've experienced talking to him and him talking to me and he's all about facing your fears he's all about being honest and he's all about doing things that scare you which I I don't like because a lot of people think that God is just like and I've seen this in like the black community where they think he's you know this passive person that just watches over you and you know if if you're if you say ten Hill Mary's or if you go to church then he's gonna, you know, pay your bills, you know. But he he I mean he can and he does, you know, pay your bill because he's he has a lot of money, you know, he's not poor. Nowhere close to poor. But I I've I've learned that he really wants to talk to me and I don't understand why he does because I feel like I don't really have anything to offer him. Like he's God. Like he's he can talk to a bunch of other people, but he wants to talk to me. He wants to hear from me. He wants to give me a better life. And I don't understand why, Um, but because he's the one that, you know, gave me everything that I have, I really owe it to him to learn how to become an adult, how to handle my responsibilities correctly, because... I'm kind of, um, because I, I have an example of what, I, I know what happens when you don't. And I have mentioned it here before on the podcast, what happened with my mom. My mom passed away because she did not take care of her health, her mental health, her spiritual health, her, um, all of the healths. She neglected all of them and she passed away. In her 50s. And um, I, I know what that looks like. When you don't take responsibility for. My mom also had multiple kids. But that's a different podcast episode. And I really want to talk about that in a different podcast episode. Or perhaps write about it. But I feel like. God. He's making he wants me to face a big fear right now which is growing up. That's my big fear. It's it's growing up and when and and I think he knows something that I don't. When you face your fears you learn that oh that's all it was. Well, I'm talking to me when I say you. So, right now Growing up, like I mentioned, I think I have a birthday I don't even, like, I don't, I forgot that I had a birthday this month for a little bit. Like, I just looked at the calendar today and I was like, oh. Because there's so much going on and it's so different than what I'm used to. that I'm like, I don't even, like, it, it doesn't feel good it does not feel good but I told him and I said you know what we're gonna do this together because this is new to me and I didn't grow up learning how to become an adult become a woman and like my my mother didn't she didn't know my grandmother didn't know so I have to learn it now and I have to be responsible for learning it. And so it's and and I I can't sit here and waste more time and compare myself to people and start saying and, and, and keep saying, oh, look at them, look at them. Because I'm pretty much sure they have their own things they're going through in their lives, too, that they're not talking about. But they're struggling with. And so. God has. He's showing me that. You, I'm a human. And I'm not going to get everything right. And it's okay to tell him. How I feel. It's okay for me to tell him. God I don't understand what you're doing right now. I don't like what you're doing. And you're making me. Very upset. And I. I do trust I I I I I do want you to help me because I I know you know how to help and stuff and I I don't believe what you're saying but you know being respectful help me but help me believe this because this is hard and I had to I've been saying that a lot lately and um, I think we, I think performative Christianity should die. I think if you don't, if, 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 and, and I've made the decision if I don't know what something means, I don't want to keep saying it. I don't want to keep looking at it and, and going off of it just because I see other Christians my age saying it or doing it. Like, I haven't even talked to him about marriage, like, do, like. I know there's Christians my age getting married and having children. To be honest, and I talked to him about this today, I was like, I don't even know if that's something I want and that I'm ready for it. marriage and having children. I don't know if I'll ever be ready for it because it's such a big responsibility. Like, I was talking with a coworker. A few weeks ago and she was saying pretty much you know when you have kids you're responsible for those kids all around like that's like having another you like you know how like I just I just came to the epiphany that you as a person me as a person I'm very expensive to take care of very expensive very expensive I'm not cheap it's It's not cheap to take care of me the The clothes, the shoes, and the laptop and the accessories that's the minimum of how like that's the that's not even the minimum that's like the bottom the bottom at the totem pole the the very bottom like close to the ground of how much money it costs to take care of me and learning this now as as an adult it made me think you know i i do love children i do however i don't want to bring a child in this world knowing that i'm gonna set them up for failure because i wanted them for the wrong reasons I wanted them just because I thought they were cute and I wanted to wear matching outfits with them. You know, like I I don't want to get married to a man just because I want to, you know, look cute with him. And see him as this, you know, ultimate guy that's going to love me forever and never, ever, ever hurt me. Because that's not what marriage is. I still don't fully know what marriage is, which is a good sign. That means that I probably should not pursue marriage anytime soon. But I just, I, I, l- l- looking at the reality of life and what adulthood is, it's very messy and it's not at all what the movies portray it to be, where you grow up and you have everything figured out. No. You don't have everything figured out. It probably gets even more messier the older you get. Because I feel like right now, like in my teens, I didn't know. And I I don't even, I can't even explain what and how adulthood is and how crazy it is. And I'm gonna come out of it alive. The early twenties. I'm gonna come out of it alive. I'm gonna. I I hope that you know, God allows me to talk to some people in their early twenties when I get out of my twenties, my in my late twenties and in my early thirties, and I'll help them because I know how it felt being in your 20s is it's it's an experience and I'm so glad that after these ages are over I will never have to go back to them again however because of my life circumstances I think that's what's making it so much more heavier however I'm I'm grateful because I am have People. True people that are willing to. Interrupt their life. And teach me how to become an adult. Because they really believe the scripture. If you teach a man to fish. I'm sorry. If you give a man a fish. You feed him for a day. But if you teach a man to fish. You feed him for a lifetime. Which is true. If I drive you to work you're gonna just get to work for a day. But if I teach you how to drive to work, or if I teach you how to drive, you're going to be able to go to work and everywhere else. Speaking of that, I am learning how to drive. I am in my early twenties and I am learning how to drive. And driving is not easy. I know the movies, portrayed as very easy and you see a lot of people you have to use a lot of different senses at the same time and I think because maybe because I have ADHD it's a lot it's more complex for me it doesn't mean that I won't be able to get my driver's license because I will I'm shooting for September that's that's when I'm gonna get it however I do think Because ADHD, you focus on one thing. I have to learn how to focus on multiple things wherever I'm at in the car. And I drove for the first time two days ago. My uncle said I did really good. However, I noticed that I kept, I was so focused on the speed bump and making sure I was going to slow the speed up that I passed over a stop sign and then he would say you know you missed the stop sign right and then what I would do is I would try to stop in the middle of the street <laughs> but it was too late because <laughs> I already missed the stop sign but um my friend told me that I am going she did the same thing so I am I just need more practice and so I'm excited to learn how to drive because i'm ready i uh, i i'm not gonna lie say i'm i was ready if it was up to me i would never learn how to drive but because of again the push the two people that i told you about my aunt, uncle they pushed me very harshly and, and told me some things and i was like okay so pretty much i am Forced to learn how to drive, but I think it's better to be forced to do something than to not force, but I think it's better to like be pushed harshly to do something than to not doing it, do it at all because I'm going to have the skill of driving forever, you know. And I think I I'm learning how to take initiative. It's not something that I enjoy. I would prefer if it was up to me to have someone tell me what to do for the rest of my life. And then I'll just do it. But that's kind of not fun because you don't, I I don't, I, I won't be able to provide for myself. And I won't be able to use my brain to its fullest capacity, and my I think my aunt and uncle know that, and so that's why they that's why they tell me um, and, and they push me because just just like God did, does he wants he wants me to live my fullest life. And, and, and I can't do that, you know, waiting for people to do things for me. I have to learn how to do things myself and that's part of adulthood. Not doing things all by yourself because you're gonna, like, I, I'm gonna need to know when to ask for help, but doing things, learning that I can trust my own decision-making skills. Of course, with God's help, but I can touch. I can trust my own decision-making skills and I can say, okay, this came up. I still need to handle this. I'm not going to drop the ball and I'm not going to go in fear, even though I want to right now. So yeah, I know I just rambled on and on and on, but... I'm so glad that I was able to talk about that because I was so nervous about that. Also, I want to say thank you to all that listened to the Junghyun, Jung Hyun podcast. I'm sorry, I'm still learning how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry if I pronounced it wrong. The Jung Hyun podcast episode and also who read the piece I wrote about him. I really wanted to talk about how I thought about him and how I think it's it's a good idea that we think about how we remember people being honest about them and then also not lying about well that's the same as being honest but I think it's a good idea to think about how we remember people that have passed on and I thought it was a fun thing to write about I really did and I enjoyed talking with Mackenzie and I enjoy still talking with Mackenzie she also has a podcast Out which is K-pop with Kinsey. K-pop with Kinsey, and she talks about well, it's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. But you could check her out. She's on Anchor. I think she's on other platforms too. You could just type K-pop with Kinsey, K-E-N-Z-I-E, in the search bar, and you should be able to find her. I I do think she's, like, everything's distributing out to the different platforms. So, I think she's on Spotify. She's definitely on Anchor. She's probably on Spotify, too. Um, But thank you to, um, Kenny for lending her beautiful voice and her, um, conversation with me. And the... DMs on Twitter and on the podcast I greatly appreciate it and I greatly appreciate everyone that listened to the podcast and also read what I wrote about him I thought it was very good to mention that there was obstacles that I was not ready to face that 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 made me unable to write about him or research about him because I was in a darker hole I'm not in a dark hole right now but I was definitely in a dark hole then and I just didn't want to acknowledge it so I predicted it wasn't there so thank you to, to you guys for reading it and listening to it, um, I always want to make sure that this, that that these things first. It's it's fun for me. It's not going to be something that I am totally consumed with because and anything where you're consumed with social, anything where I'm consumed with social media constantly, it's never good for my mental health. So I. It's it's fun. It's things for me to, you know, just discuss and, you know, where I'm just seeing if other people think the same way. And I greatly appreciate it. I greatly appreciate it. So that is it for this week's podcast. Please remember to use AAVE correctly. Finna is okay if you're saying something like, I'm finna go to the store, I'm finna buy these shoes. You don't have to say gonna in front of Finna. Please don't listen to Junkoksi and say gonna Finna or can I Finna. You don't need to say can I Finna. That doesn't make sense. Just say. I'm about to or you don't even need to say AAVE. You don't even need to use AAVE. You could just say I'm I'm about to. You could just say it. it using AAVE is not going to make you cool. Okay? You're cool the way you are. You don't need to use slang to be cool. Okay? It's okay. It's it's okay. You don't need to use slang, especially slang that you don't know. You don't know what it means. You don't need to do that. Okay? It's okay. Never, never, ever mix Gunna Finna again. My favorite one that I read, I think I already said it in the beginning, but again, this is another segment, so you're about to hear it again. I think it was Our Mind Finna Said, and I, I fell out. I really did fall out. I said, what the heck? what's going on our mind finna said and then i think sick case said he finna crying and i was like oh okay he finna crying so again use if you if you want if you if you insist if you must use aave please find out how to use it correctly please also um the movies I watched really good movies very good movies and I I, (laughs) the ramblings (laughs) but yes thank you for listening to this podcast if you listen to it Goodbye for for now. <laughs>